welcome to Overanalyzing, a conversational podcast that explores pop culture, literature, and media. I'm Paige, and I'm here this week with my brother Cole to overanalyze the wonderful world of personality tests and to try to answer the question, why does it feel so good to have someone else tell us who we are? Let's get into it. Welcome back to episode four. Four, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Cole. (laughs) And we're your hosts of Overanalyzing. And this week, we are here to discuss personality tests. And basically answer the question, why does it feel so good to have someone else tell you who you are? Mm, It's true. Do you know? Yeah, because I can't tell myself. So (laughs) there it is. That's the answer, you guys. What's your favorite personality test? Um, I feel like I I love the Myers-Briggs. Um, A classic. It's just because I've been using it for forever and it seems like it makes sense to me because like all of my friends are the same uh, personality on that. So <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and uh, I also just like the astrological signs just because they're kind of like funny to me. I like the drama of like, oh my God, you're such a fucking Libra. Totally. But, like, what does that mean? I don't know. It's Personality tests are just so fun. For as long as I can remember, I have been really into them. I'm such a sucker for learning about myself. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a sucker for people telling you affirming cool things about yourself. No, that's it. I, I definitely have realized that my main purpose in seeking out a personality test is to kind of gas myself up, myself up. <laughs> I want I really want to be validated in the things I already love about myself mm-hmm. or I want to learn about the things maybe that aren't at the forefront of my mind and then have new qualities about myself to appreciate which is so <laughs> it's so vain but you love the ones that are like you're the kind of person who needs to do exactly what they want to do. Working yes. too hard does not work for you. <laughs> yeah, and I love when they're just like, you're magnetic, you're vibrant, people listen to what you have to say. I'm like, ah, oh, tell wow. me more, please. You're like, should I have a podcast? Yeah. Oh, that's well, true. <laughs> honestly, probably personality tests are the reason, are, is what has fueled me to begin an endeavor like this because... It's really and for uh, that we're so sorry, you guys. <laughs> apologies in advance, mm-hmm. but I was doing some some reading on the kind of the origin of personality tests, and there's an article in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology that says that there are three main reasons why people seek out personality tests, and the Ooh, first is me. the first is self assessment. So people wanting to understand more about who they are and their qualities. The second Mm -hmm. is self-enhancement. So you want to be told about things that are flattering about you. And the third is self-verification. And this is the one that I think I like the most, which (laughs) is the validation. You You want to have your positive qualities and strengths confirmed Mm -hmm. by a seemingly objective external source who but because it's external 
feels like it has to be accurate, right? Yes. Because they don't know you personally. When in reality, they're so not objective at all. Right. There are definitely a lot of these tests, the way they're structured, the way the questions are, they are, they're a bit leading, right? In mm-hmm. how they pose certain questions and, and it, yeah. you can, it's kind of, you can, understand to a degree where it's going when they ask you certain questions Mm -hmm. and therefore you can change your answer depending on how you want to be perceived no yeah or at least like when i take personality tests oftentimes i find myself answering uh for the person that i want to be not the reality of who i actually am oh wow yeah i'm like yeah i'm a super fucking driven person and then sometimes i'm like wait but yesterday like I sat in my bed all day and did nothing. <laughs> I but was like, I was horizontal no, for yeah, <laughs> twelve hours. <laughs> literally, but yeah, no, I answer with like the ideal version of myself, and then the results of these tests are like rarely designed to make you want to leave the testing website, or like you take this test, and then ninety percent of the time it's like, <clears throat> and then ninety percent of the time it's like. Pay for this fucking, like, subscription package so that you can get the full results. And because of that, the small results that they give you as a little tester are always like, you're the coolest person I know, actually. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the people who've taken this test, you're kind of, like, the most badass and find out more here. And I'm always like, oh, my God, should I? And that's that's such a good point. I've never really thought about it from that perspective of, of... money grabbing you know Mm, they want you to invest more money in something and so they're gonna tell you what you want to hear but it's Mm -hmm. so it works and (laughs) i i have always been interested in personality tests not just for my own self but to understand the people who i love and really (laughs) yeah this is funny you guys because Paige, like once every two weeks maybe even once a week will call me and be like call have you heard of the hegemonic humanities universal underground triple backwards test that reveals everything about your personality? She's like, I took it for you, and here's what I learned about you. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then yesterday you messaged me being like, do you remember the universal human limits test or whatever the name of it is? And I'm like, no, I don't remember this. But <laughs> I, yeah, I really love, and I've, I've, become a lot more interested in the past year about astrology purely from I mean a really a really casual perspective mm. in the sense that I follow a lot of meme accounts on Instagram and so yes. anytime that it's a new season and it's someone someone I care about it's they fall into that sign I'm like, hey guys, it's Virgo season, and let me tell you everything I know about you. My husband's a Virgo. Cole, you are an Aquarius, and I've it's Aquarius season right now, and Ooh. I've been absolutely obsessed with telling you who yes. you are uh-huh. and letting you know that I think this is so. I'm like, isn't this you? And you're like, you're, like, you're I a stereotypical <laughs> fucking Aquarius, and I'm like, okay, thanks. Cole was <laughs> recently we were we were talking about one of these things, and I was like doesn't that feel true for you? And you said something to the effect of like, not really, but does it feel true for you for me? And I was like, (laughs) yes, it does. (laughs) But I think that personality tests are such a good way to begin the process of self-reflection, right? Absolutely. You, You don't, you can take them with a grain of salt, 
you can take them just for fun. But they do have the power of, you know, facilitating introspection and Mm -hmm. making you look a little deeper and become a little more self-aware. And so I I love, I love trying to find out more about my relationships through personality tests. And we went through, I mean, we're, we're always going through this, but a phase where we were so into Myers-Briggs, which is the, if you're not familiar, it's the four, it's kind of the classic personality test and it's the four letter combination. It distills Mm -hmm. your personality down into four letters and you can take it on 16 Everybody's personalities. Everybody's a combination of those four letters, so there's 16 combinations total. That's right. And so when we took it years ago, I took it and I felt I was, I turned out I was an ENFJ, which stands mm-hmm. for extrovert, intuitive, feeling, and judging. Judging, which so tracks for you. <clears throat> and I was so <laughs> excited about my results. Like I felt very... I felt very proud to be an ENFJ once I started reading what it was all about. And I was, you know, I was among the likes of like Oprah and Obama. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, like, and it told <laughs> it told me I was supposed to be a writer. And I just felt so validated with everything it said. And I felt like I was part of this cool community of of people who are also ENFJs. And oh, no, you were an ENFJ and a few of my closest friends were ENFJs. And I loved attaching my myself to that mm-hmm. and then a few months ago this fall you suggested that we retake the test and mm-hmm. because our answers might be different and i was because really reluctant I had been shocked yeah <laughs> yes. i had i had like had a similar attachment to enfj which in retrospect is like very narcissistic because the enfj like like moniker is the protagonist which it's like shut the fuck up you know what I mean <laughs> but I was like me the protagonist I could see don't it, mind I if I do yeah. yeah literally I was like me Oprah Gandhi and Obama as the protagonist yeah so you're like that then, tracks I'm like yeah no I see it so then I retook <laughs> it and I was shocked to find out that I had gone from judging to perceiving which I mean I'm proud of personally so I became an ENFP um and you thought and I, I would be I knew similar. I was like, Paige, you've matured as well. We stopped mm-hmm. judging. We started perceiving. And I knew that you would change your answers, but you didn't want to give up on what you had. I was, yeah, I was really nervous to dive back in. And so I, I finally did. And you were right. I became an mm-hmm. ENFP and my world was shook. And I all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, who am I? Now that I'm a, that I have a P instead <laughs> now that you're of you're not a J. the protagonist. Yeah, I felt I and it and that is I mean it's funny, but it also really does show how easy it is to to let something that someone else tells you who you are become mm-hmm. such a fixed part of your identity. And I mean that's what humans do, right? Like we graft our self worth onto what other people say about us. Absolutely, and how we like to perceive ourselves right so mm-hmm. if we're feeling like we enjoy these particular qualities in ourselves then then that feels really nice to have something mm-hmm. that validates that and it just shows though i think that personality is not a fixed state it's something that's constantly <laughs> evolving and 
You guys, that if might we sound... can go from J to P, then you can do fucking anything. <laughs> you All can right? change, you guys. Change is possible. <laughs> We're changing it... one letter at a time over here, and it's it feels really... great. It's it's really interesting to think about, though, because I think like anything else, it's easy to put people – we love labels, and maybe that's why a part of why personality tests are so attractive to us because it feels really nice to have this neatly defined box mm-hmm. to step inside of, and it also gives you language for articulating some of the things about yourself that maybe you couldn't pull apart pull out as easily before and now you have the tools you have the words Mm -hmm. to be able to say what that is yeah but it's also dangerous obviously to put ourselves in such tiny little boxes especially when the the point of being a human is evolution it's to it's to grow your thoughts your beliefs it's to expand and if you're not changing in this life then i think that's actually more of an issue than if you are evolving at rapid speed you know well fuck (laughs) all right i need to change more letters than just one shit i thought i might be an introvert instead of an extrovert yeah i've been thinking that recently too (laughs) (laughs) infp gang rise up You guys, by the end of this episode, we will have transformed into INFPs, and you are getting to listen to it live. So you you're seeing the transformation, or you're hearing the transformation taking place. So yeah. Um, So what do you think, though, that personality tests are useful for? Obviously, they were initially designed for um, twofold: for career purposes, Mm -hmm. and then also for psychological purposes to identify maybe uh, issues people are having or mm. or that type of thing. But the career one is really interesting to me. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely validity to them in terms of seeing if you'd be fit for a certain position. I think that, like, probably an evaluation by, like, a psychiatric professional, it would be way better than the 16questions.com personality quiz. But... I think that they definitely have validity for that. They are probably super helpful when determining if people would be compatible on, like, a team or something. Like, you know when NASA sends, like, astronauts into space, they probably do some sort of testing to make sure that those people are able to coexist with one another and problem-solve well together, and I'm sure that at some point that involves a personality test. So it's cool for that, but in terms of, like, everyday life for people just taking it for their own purposes. I think that like a going to a psychic, not to say that psychics aren't real, controversial take, but um, like going to a psychic or reading like your astrological like daily forecast or whatever, it's just a chance for you. It's like kindling for you to do some self-analysis or to go inside yourself. It's almost like a guided meditation or like guided work through of your personality and what's going on in your head and yeah it can be can like a be super prompt helpful. right yeah, like exactly yeah forcing you to take some time to really think about what this says about you if you even mm-hmm. feel like the things a test is saying about you are true so it's forcing you to become 
more self-aware, more introspective. And I never, I don't think that's ever a bad thing. No. I think, Mm. I think here's where I think it can, can go wrong. I think it can go wrong if, if you, instead of using a personality test as a tool to delve deeper into who you are and what you want, you just take it at face value. Mm. So that can be a problem because instead of taking ownership over certain things that have happened in your life or how you are that might have shaped your life experiences or or the way people treat you instead of taking responsibility for that it's easy to take the things that um that a test can say or a horoscope can say at face value and and blame an external source for it or just yes. say, well, I guess this is the way I am, so that's just how it is. Instead of saying, well, yeah. no, this is this might be how I am at this time in my life or this moment mm-hmm. today, but I don't have to let that be who I am all the time, and I have the capacity to grow and change around something. Yeah. Like, but we sorry, see that- sorry, I was a bitch yesterday, but I'm a fucking Libra. <laughs> right, like, I think. Okay. I think you often see it the most with astrology because yeah. it's it's really easy to just pin something on, you know, Mercury's in retrograde, which she think, always is. I think it always is. Like it's never <laughs> not. But it's it's so easy to do that with something that feels external and therefore mm-hmm. out of your control, right? Like yeah, the I mean, it's the the stars sim- it's similar are... to religion. How Sorry, so? deeply controversial take, but like. Oftentimes, like, uh, religion, can, when when used poorly, can just be an excuse, like, well, it's God's plan. It's like, is it? Or should you have done something? Right. It's, you know. yeah, yeah. There's a lot to be said for that, I think. I was going to say also anecdotally, like, in terms of what you're talking about, about, like, the negative impact of personality tests in terms of taking them at face value. Like, I will often read like my astrological forecast or whatever my horoscope that's the word i love how you're saying yeah you were really trying to fancy it up the didactic (laughs) astrological hegemonic forecast yeah no uh the horoscope um i'll read it and i don't believe in astrology at all i just kind of think it's fun but i'll read something like you have too many toxic friendships in your life yes it's finally time to cut them out and I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Like, I love all my friends. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, but wait, who is it? <laughs> who do I need to cut the fuck out? Like, <laughs> like, it gets into your head because it's coming from an external source. It's like reading anything online where you're like, there's truth to this because I didn't write it and it's appearing on my screen. That's so and true. Yeah, that that can be dangerous for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think... That's why it's important to use those types of tools, I think, as just a starting point for asking yourself more questions because Mm. an external source can never tell you exactly why you are the way that you are, I think, and really be able to cover every nuance. Mm. So it's important to use them instead and stop and say like, wow, does that feel true for me? You know, is, Mm -hmm. does this resonate? If so, why? And really mm-hmm. try to answer the questions in an honest way and then go from there. Um, yes. I, I recently wrote an article about how astrology can help with mental health and whether Ooh. it's a valid tool or not. And 
Also, the article focused on tarot cards, and I interviewed a, a tarot practitioner who was really tarot insight- practitioner. Yeah, she was really she's amazing, and she was really insightful in the things she told me. And she said basically that these tarot cards, when you pull them from a deck, they're not predicting your future or anything like that. They are a prompt for you. And so it's it's something you look at. She said if it if you don't resonate with the symbol, then it's then you put it away. You don't have mm-hmm. to sit there and make it mean something. But if something does resonate with you or you just find it intriguing, you can sit there and let it kind of process it yeah. and then use that as a tool for further self-exploration. And to that process, you can ascribe whatever sort of otherworldly or astrological significance you want, you know? Totally. Yeah. No, that's very cool. I feel like it, it relates, too, to the idea. There's been tons of studies done about this, but, like, placebo um, like placebo drugs still have, like, a 15% positive effect on patients who take them. So drugs that wow. literally do nothing, like just sugar pills, just the act of taking a pill will make a patient feel like 15%, be- 15% better in these certain studies. But then the real gag of it all is that when once you tell them that it's placebo and they still take it, the effect doesn't change. So knowing that something is placebo doesn't change the effect that placebo has. Wow. So knowing astrology isn't real, or if, if you feel like you know that in your heart, or knowing that tarot cards aren't actually like signs from the other world that are predicting your future won't change the impact that they have on you, at least for the majority of people. Right. That's really powerful. And I think yeah. there's... I think Yeah, there's... it is. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's especially interesting to think about why people turn to these types of things. And Mm. I think oftentimes, you know, we discussed the self-verification philosophy and we like to have our strengths confirmed by people we don't know. But also I think we're, we're like, life is confusing and being a human on this planet is hard and tragic and lonely um, alongside a lot of other wonderful qualities. But I think... All of us are really searching for more meaning in our lives and Mm. searching for explanations to our problems. So we want something oftentimes not to, not always to teach us how to better ourselves, but to show us what our reality looks like or to just to justify why our reality is the way it is. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that that was the whole point of uh, Greek myths, right? Like, why do we see our reflection in the water? Oh, because some guy named Narcissus fell into the blah, 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 blah. Like, there's an explanation in Greek mythology for every single natural phenomenon because it helps make people more comfortable when they can find a reason for things that they can't explain as humans. Right. Or can't yet explain. So like now we have science that explains why we have gravity, so we don't need a myth about that. But for the things, the infinite amount of things in this world that people still don't understand, like having somebody say, here's the real truth, or here's a truth that you can comfortably sit behind, 
um, and not have to exist in this space of unknowing, which is really scary. So, yeah. yeah. Completely. And I think they're also really, they're powerful for, for uncovering the things you already know you want, but are maybe mm. too afraid to say aloud or to actually execute in your life. So in terms of taking a personality quiz, like Strengths Finder or, mm. or Myers-Briggs or something and getting to the career section, when you get to that yes. part, you could that can either be confirmation of something you've already done right, or it can be motivation to change your circumstances and it can be an excuse you know or not an Mm -hmm. excuse but it can just fuel something or give you ah here's the word i'm looking for permission personality tests are often a permission slip right so it says like Mm -hmm. you're you know if you're really talented at nurturing others you might consider a career in nursing or whatever and if Mm -hmm. you have a career in sales or something then that might feel really like like uh this not connected to who you are at your core Mm -hmm. and that could give you the permission you need to step away from that career in sales yeah and go do something else that feels more aligned with who you are so in that way i think that they can be really powerful tools but there's also the flip side of that where it it's not everyone has the capability of of living in perfect alignment with their personality test results. And so what I mean by (laughs) that is... Nor should everyone. Yeah, maybe nor should we all. But what I mean by that is that there are many people who maybe don't have the privilege, if we're looking at it from a simple career perspective, who Hmm. don't have the privilege to be like, okay, well, I'm going to just quit my job immediately and go pursue... You should be a film director. Right. As they're working like... 70 hours a week to try to get by They're like hmm right so i think <laughs> a lot of times these tests kind of like what to just go back to what you said at the beginning they're focusing on the idealized version of yourself if you mm. could be your highest self possible this would be a path you might take but let's look at the reality of the situation say you're a single mother who has to work full-time or whatever you might not have the luxury of stepping back from your life and restructuring everything and and you know you there's always I think little steps you can take but sometimes these personality tests suggest that you should make a radical change that just might Mm. not be feasible right yeah no that's so true or in another way say you take a personality test and you love your career so much and you're a baker and then you get the personality test back and it's like, you need to be in a position of power at mm. some company. And then you're like, well, fuck, am I doing the wrong thing? And it makes you question things that you shouldn't question. Same as my example earlier of like, you need to cut out that toxic friend. And if you love all your friends at the moment, then that's going to insert some doubt into a place where it wasn't necessary. Which yeah, is Yeah, that's very spooky. true. Yeah. That's really true. Yeah. There, I, I think there are just like anything else personality tests are one of those things that are neither bad nor good they can be useful tools like everything and else in the entire world <laughs> i really think so i mean it's oh, yeah you said it you know religion social media astrology therapy all of these things are not inherently 
good. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They can be used for good purposes and they can also have incredible downsides. But I think if you take it as kind of a neutral thing and and use it just as a way to learn more about yourself or if it just feel helps you feel more connected to a part of yourself or more proud of a part of yourself that maybe you couldn't articulate before or you didn't feel yeah. like other people were recognizing i think that's beautiful too no for sure i totally agree okay but question for you how do you think I mean, at least in my perspective, it feels like there's been, like, a recent boom in astrology and personality tests. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe that's just my ignorance or maybe, yeah, that's just my personal confirmation I think it comes down to just, yeah, access. Like, if it's something that you're suddenly more aware of because you're seeing it online or you have friends who are interested. They've been around forever, but... That's true. But like You might be more cognizant now. I'm wondering what the role of personality tests are... Sorry, my house is shaking. I'm wondering what the role of personality tests are in this new, like, world of wellness and self-care. Right. And there's just been, like, I mean, we've seen since a certain person got elected that there's been increased amounts of anxiety and stress in the United States. And as a reaction to that, there's been this, like, extremely capitalistic drive for wellness where it's like you need to buy this aloe vera mask get this massage go to this zumba class and all these 45 different things in order to feel well again and i feel like astrology or personality tests maybe fit into that in a way or is that yeah no i i absolutely think they have a place i think not to beat a dead horse, but I think it can either be good or bad. So I think, <laughs> Wait, you know, <laughs> I think if we're looking at well at wellness culture from a capitalist perspective, obviously what's happening is that we're being told in media, okay, look at yourself more closely. Is your life really that great? Are you really doing everything you can? Are you, do you mm-hmm. really feel well to your core. And I think mm-hmm. most of us would say no, no, you know, and and so then they are shilling these products and putting these things out there and really telling us we need these things, mm-hmm. we need these purchases, we need, you know, we need a $55 face mask yeah. in order to feel better. And I mean, it blows my mind just like I so that that part is more obvious, right? That like there's these expensive self like wellness products but the entire idea of like a woman should buy her own diamond ring that's self-care or like go on a shopping spree for yourself bitch like get it it's like that seems well and good at first then you realize no they they're just telling you to spend more money right and i think personality tests can tie into that because it's they are depending on the type, right, it's another avenue for you to give your money Mm. to someone or to an organization to tell you more about what you need to know about yourself and how to fix your life to improve it. And I don't think... Those gut test things where you spend like $300 and send in eight stool samples. I've been dying to do that. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But like most Western medicine does not back that up. 
like your your general practitioner at like your hospital will not be like girl you need a gut test or maybe they would be but i, I mean think i'm that, not here to to talk about i can't speak to that at all do i it, think it, well from from what from my understanding it's similar to like to a lot of uh homeopathic remedies where it's like sure that might be helpful but there's nothing to necessarily back that up but the amount of people being like i'm fucking depressed and i feel gross all the time and my skin's acting up and they're like i need a gut test so that i can find out what exact vitamin i'm missing take that supplement and then my life will do a full ass 180 right and on the one hand is it crazy to constantly be told things aren't good enough, you could be better, you could be better? Yes. But on the other hand, I also don't see anything inherently wrong with self-improvement and no. wanting to better your health and your mind and all of that. So I think personality tests are definitely part of that. But why I think they actually can be a useful part of, of wellness culture is because Oftentimes they are free, like a, a like mm. a at least a portion of them, right? Yeah. And I've so only they're, ever taken so they're free ones. me too. So they're accessible, and I yes. think that it's important to recognize that not everybody has the privilege or the means to go to traditional therapy. So if mm. you're suffering, if you're depressed, if you have anxiety, if you just feel kind of lonely or lost, you're looking for accessible tools online to uncover or explain why you're feeling the way you're feeling if you don't have if you can't afford therapy if you can't Mm. go seek out these more like conventional institutionalized forms of treatment then of course what are you going to do you're going to pull a tarot card and look at your horoscope and try to use those tools to probe deeper on how you're feeling and try to improve your life and i think that's a really beautiful thing as long as you can understand the point at which it no longer becomes effective or safe for you to continue Mm -hmm. looking online for these sources and and you know if you're if you're at a point where you can't get out of bed or all your relationships are really suffering or you can't engage with people you can't leave your house you can't go to work as normal then those are if you're non-functional that that's a point when you need to need more help than like an online personality test can provide. <laughs> but I true. I do think they're they're useful, you know? Like I agree though. No, that that's a totally valid point. Like they are helpful. They're at least something when you can't afford much else or you don't have the access to other things, but I I think it's also it becomes problematic on the other side of the spectrum when you're taking a personality test for $75 and then buying $300 moon goop from goop.com, which will supposedly like balance your entire life. And like, do you know what I mean? Like you, that money would probably be better spent elsewhere, but. And it, and it might, or it might not depending on the person, you know, I don't think we can judge. That's true how someone else is supposed to be healing themselves if something i don't know i i feel like that there's an ethical responsibility to like to say no to snake oil like the amount of snake oil products that have ruined people's lives for thousands of years is i don't even know what snake oil is snake oil is a term for 
a cure-all product that that used to be sold as snake oil, which is like snake oil will heal all your sicknesses, it'll fix this and that, but snake oil wasn't a real thing, it was just like colored water. But mm. being sold by these like traveling salesmen who, it's like the like what acai berries were like 10 years ago, where people were like, are you depressed? Have a shot of acai berries. It's like that's snake oil because you're claiming that it has these amazing effects, but in reality, it doesn't do anything. And you might get placebo, but that's not worth that money. And I feel like right. a lot of these modern wellness products are snake oil. There's a lot and of pseudoscience out there for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that that you can't judge people. And if somebody feels great after buying something, like I feel great after buying menial shit. Like I have like six Korean serums for my face and it's like are those actually doing anything i fully believe yes but others might say no and you know i i guess like that it does make me feel better and maybe my money could better be used elsewhere i'm not sure but i do think you have to question those things sometimes when people are like essential oils too where people are like spending all their money on like the multi-level marketing scheme that is essential oils it's like, are you getting a great benefit out of them or are you being, or are people taking advantage of other people that don't understand as much as they do? And I think it's both because wow. like you mentioned- It's both good the, and evil. It is. <laughs> like you mentioned with the placebo thing though, I think if you purchase a product that makes you feel better about yourself, about your day, mm. about how you're taking care of yourself, then I think that's great. That yeah. is- that's the result, I think, that it's supposed to achieve. You know what I mean? That's what it's being yeah. marketed as, as a, as a feel-better thing, boost your life, enhance your life. And so I see on the one hand and a responsibility we all have to speak out against things that are, are actively hurting people or uh, – yeah, it's so tricky. But then I also think who, who are we to tell someone not to – like go do a, like a service or whatever that or or buy a product that they feel is improving their life or enhancing their state of mind like okay I don't, do I don't think that we're we're somebody to tell them not to do it but I do think that we can attack the people at the top who know that their products are bullshit and who are still marketing them like I don't think it's the fault of the consumer I right. think it, it's like the, the capitalist environment that we live under. Not that capitalism is inherently bad, but when it can be used to trick people through bullshit advertisements or through like marketing schemes that aren't entirely truthful and the people at the top know that, I think that's inherently bad. Right. It always comes back to capitalism, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you and I can have a conversation. Sorry. You and I can have no. a conversation about literally anything and find our way back to capitalism <laughs> at the mean, root, which, you know what, people, lot, I hope you can, I hope you learn to love it, but... I hope you vote consciously. Yeah, I think something else that's interesting with personality tests is, like, how they're used or not used, so a lot of companies have their employees take personality tests when i worked at mm. a at a place a few years ago i had to take this test called strengths finder mm. and what's interesting about this test 
is that it's it really neutralizes the results. Like it, it gives you your top five strengths, and there are something there's something like over a hundred different types of strengths, and oh it gosh. doesn't say that you don't have any weaknesses. They're all oh, your love. strengths. They're just to varying degrees, right? So <laughs> something like that is some of them are weaknesses, right? Or or some of them are some of I them love like the way I remember that's this. Friend, though. It, it's really interesting, yeah. And and one of the the strengths I remember it wasn't mine, but I was interested by it. It's it's called like futuristic, and so it's the strength to be forward thinking and to to be focusing on the future. But it's that can also be someone's downfall. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Are you saying that those things can be good and bad? <laughs> God, that's... Yeah, we like, really unlocked universal truth this episode. <laughs> basically, we have no opinion on anything, and it, it's whatever... It has whatever meaning you want to assign to it. Wow. I mean, is the answer. honestly, it's kind of true. But... That and capitalism. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Done. All right. That's it, you guys. Thanks so much. No, but I think it's interesting. Like, they had us take that test and then nothing ever came of it. And if anything, though, it did really make me examine the work I was doing there and whether mm. it was aligned with the types of strengths I had. And it wasn't. And wow. what were your strengths? My strengths. Um, <laughs> no, I do actually love Go through to say all this because I'm so vain. Um, so my strengths were connectedness, positivity, mm, empathy, mm. Uh, learning was a strength. Perfection. Like I <laughs> basically, I was perfect. Um, no, the two that I found most most interesting were learning. It said. Like, it's a strength of mine that I'm really interested in learning for learning's sake, mm. uh, which is something I like about myself. I think I'm a curious person. And so that was that felt nice to have that quality <laughs> confirmed. Uh-huh. And But the, the one that surprised me was that I was what they called a maximizer. And Ooh. so that means, yeah, this one I had never heard of, but it basically means my strength lies in taking something that's already good and bringing it to a level of perfection or making it extraordinary. (laughs) No, I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. Hear me out. So a lot of people like... like, whatever I fucking touch turns into gold. That's my (laughs) sixth strength. (laughs) That's my amazing strength. Um, No, but they gave like the example of someone who's an editor, which I resonated with because it was a writing-related career and Mm. they were saying like an editor who's a maximizer they don't want to work on a piece of writing that is like really mediocre they don't want to take something that's mediocre and make it like great they want to take something that's already has a lot of promise and is really great and do the small tweaks and adjustments to make it really sing and so it's kind of like i have no and that felt really true for me i have no interest in like perfecting or like working on skills that I'm already bad at. Like I have no interest to try and become Mm. an average bowler because I suck at it. I have no interest (laughs) in like improving my math skills because they're just like average. You know what I mean? But what I do have an interest in working on is the things that I'm already naturally gifted at and I want to make them even better. 
Wow, interesting. But that can be a strength, and then it can also be a downfall depending on the type of career you have. If it's important for you to to hone different skills that you're not very good at, so I, yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting that like you can take these types of strengths any way you want. But one of one of the other strengths that made me just be like, I can't work in a in a corporate environment was connectedness, and it was like saying that I really believe that as humans, we're all connected and what is done to one of us is done to all of us. And I really feel that on a spiritual level. But yeah. that that made me just feel like, yeah, uh, this is it's what I'm doing here is yeah. it's time to leave. Yeah. I love that the personality test made you quit. They're it like, didn't? we're looking it... for unconnected or disconnected <laughs> minimizers. <laughs> Futuristic minimizers. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it did, though, is gave me it 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 confirmed what I already knew deep down was that that oh, wasn't you were perfect. the right fit for me. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it. so yeah. basically I love a good personality test. So it helped I you. Think. Yeah, it helped me. They always Amazing. do, even if they end up rattling my identity to some degree. But. <laughs> wow. Ugh, you're such a fucking cancer. No, I'm actually, well, I'm a Gemini, technically, but <laughs> you guys, Damn I'm a cusper, so I really identify with both Gemini and Cancer. It says so much about you. I know. Even As a pure-blooded Aquarius, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you so much. And you are such an Aquarius, bringing the conversation around to capitalism. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Classic guys, Aquarian. my Aquarius jumped out. Ugh, sorry. <laughs> Can't keep it in. <laughs> oh well as with all things uh we have ended at a place of i don't know a little a little bit of uncertainty <laughs> a little bit of i don't know but also the thing about this podcast is it could either be good or it could be bad <laughs> <laughs> that's up for you guys to decide we're basically unpacking things to the point of then not always knowing what we think about them yeah yeah the literally so um we're yeah. Let us know what you think. Overanalyzing podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you feel so inclined to leave us a rating or a review, we would love it. If you have ideas for something you would like to hear us talk about, feel free to email us. P- please uh, leave us a review and let us know what you think Paige's five weaknesses are. <laughs> After listening to four episodes. And hearing her talk for so long, yeah, just let us know what you think. I I can't wait to to see that, <laughs> and I will take it on as a tool to further explore myself wow. and see what I need to work on. Damn, you like that? You're such How a maximizer. You maximized that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate you being here, and mm-hmm. we will see you on the next pod. See you on the next pod, y'all. Bye. Bye.